Well, hello there, everybody, and welcome to the second episode of the Majestical Podcast with me, Ken Jarek. Yes, the one and only. Can you believe it's the second episode? We gotta celebrate those small victories, right? Especially in today's world where it seems like, you know, they're fewer and fewer between. Um, also, I just want to say happy Pride. Happy Pride Month, everybody. June is officially the Pride Month. And as of today, it is June 4th, 2022. And my birthday is in five days. And I will be a ripe young age of 42. Can you believe it? 42. Like, I normally say, like, 29 or 21, just as a joke. But this year, I thought I would actually celebrate the fact that I've made it 42 years. Because not everybody gets that you know, some people don't make it that long. So I need to learn to celebrate that and to rejoice in the fact that I am getting old. But hey, lots of perks come with being old, right? Speaking of getting old, that really takes us into a good segue um, for kind of what this episode is going to be about. Um, if you watch me on my live streams, um, which I stream on Facebook Gaming every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday from 7 to 8-ish... Um, to about 10 uh, p.m. Central Standard Time. Um, I'm trying to get more consistent with that and get a better time frame where I can spend more time on there with you guys being live. But right now, life is crazy. You know, school just started back for me. I'm in graduate school. Um, I've got a lot of personal things going on with family. Um, so I'm not able to dedicate as much time as I want to that. But I will get there one day. Um, you just got to keep going, you know, day by day. Just do what you can. Um, anyways, but what I was saying is if you've been coming to my live streams, um, if you stopped by, and please, I hope that you do stop by and say hi. I really enjoy it. I really enjoy seeing everybody um, and getting, intera- getting to interact with you and making some new friends. Um, but if you've been coming by, um, you've noticed that I have been playing Vampire the Masquerade Bloodlines. Now, this game is a cult classic, right? Like, I mean, even today, this game came out in 2004, but the, even today, this game is brought up uh, for its storytelling, um, for just being a great, you know, like RPG um, set in the world of um, White Wolf's role playing game, Vampire the Masquerade. Um, But if you're not familiar with the game, let me tell you a little bit about it. Um, I am reading this straight from the Wikipedia, so don't judge me, please. (laughs) But Vampire the Masquerade Bloodlines is a 2004 action role-playing video game developed by Troika Games and published by Activision, boo, anyways, for Microsoft Windows. Set in White Wolf's publishing's World of Darkness, the game is based on White Wolf's role-playing game, Vampire the Masquerade, and follows a human who is killed and revived as a fledgling vampire. The game depicts the fledgling's journey through the early 21st century Los Angeles to uncover the truth behind a recently discovered relic that heralds the end of all vampires. Um, Now, that is just a brief synopsis of the game. The game has some incredible um, main story quests, obviously, but side quests very unforgettable NPCs. Now, I don't think that I'm that far into the game, um, but I just finished um, the um, interaction with Jeanette and Therese. And if you're not sure, Jeanette is the one that's used for marketing. It's the girl with the pigtails. That's Jeanette. Um, And let me tell you, that story 
will blow your mind. It's very interesting. Um, it's it's got a twist that I did not see coming. Although I did kind of suspect a little bit, um, but I thought no, it couldn't possibly be. But anyways, um, but yeah. So I can actually say that you know so far what I've experienced in the game has been very fun, and I can see why this game is a cult classic. Like I never played it. I remember when this game came out, but I don't remember much about it. I didn't play video games a lot. Um, it's weird. Like I grew up on them, and then probably high school, I got I dropped out of them. Like I had a Nintendo sixty four, I think, but I didn't really play many video games. And the only reason I mainly had the Nintendo sixty four was for Zelda because I love Zelda. Zelda's amazing, um, and I will fight you on that. So don't come at me. Um. So yes, so and then I, but again, like I said, to get to the point that I was trying to make, this game I remember when this game came out, but what I've been reading here, this game was considered a failure because it only sold seventy-two thousand copies, um, and it did come out um, at the same time as Half-Life Two, Half-Life Two. I'm sorry, um, and a very competitive time for gaming. There was lots of other games that had been released, and it just kind of. Um, fell by the wayside and despite its generally favorable reviews um, Bloodlines only made uh, 3.4 million dollars in sales um, below Troika's other games Arcanum of Steamworks and Magic Obscura they sold 8 point, they made 8.8 million um, dollars and 234,000 units of that game was sold uh, The Temple of Elemental Evil made 5.2 million so in comparison Bloodlines release um, was pretty much a failure and it contributed to the demise of Troika Games because shortly after this game came out the um, the studio could not secure any more contracts or any more games to develop so they ended up closing um, in February of 2005 it looks like um, so and that was it that was pretty much the end of um, Vampire the Masquerade Bloodlines as far as video games are concerned um, now it did live on you know like I said it was a cult classic um, it did live on it did have some unofficial patches some fan made content um, you know they've kind of kept the game updated um, you can actually download um, HD you know texture packs you can download different models for the characters um, but it's really um been kept alive from the fan base the population um now there is a sequel in development um vampire the masquerade bloodlines 2 um but i was looking into that because i knew that game had been delayed um and as i was looking at it the last thing that was posted on their official bloodlines 2 website is from february 23rd 2021 um and it's basically says that um, they've made the hard decision that Hard Suit Labs will no longer be leading the development of Bloodlines 2, which also means that we will not be releasing in 2021 um, as previously planned. Since we cannot at this time communicate a new release date, we've also decided to stop accepting pre-orders for the time being because they had already started accepting pre-orders for Bloodlines 2. Um, but, I mean, that's 
I can respect that business decision because it doesn't look like it's being a cash grab. Like they could have left the the, the pre-orders up and just raked in the money, you know. So I I respect that decision on their part. Um, so that's good. Um, and it just says like you know they're thankful for the continuous support throughout the game's development and that they understand how important this is to you. And we'd love to share this more with you as soon as we can. Um, so. Yes, definitely, definitely excited about Bloodlines 2. I still have to finish Bloodlines 1, but hopefully by the time I finish it, Bloodlines 2 will not be too far behind. Um, And if you are familiar at all with Bloodlines, um, you know that there's different clans of vampires or kindred, as they're called in the game. I personally play and playing a Ventru on my first playthrough, and they're basically like the establishment. Um, You know, they're the ones that... Um, kind of are the upper crust, so to speak. Um, you know, they're they're you know in politics, they're in you know all the businesses. Um, you know, they pave the way for prosperous futures for their clans and make enemies of residents who who prefer the way things used to be. So you know, they are definitely. Um, they have the blood of rulers, and, it, and it's flown in the veins of the Ventru since time in, uh, immemorial. Be they high priests, emperors, investment bankers, or chairman of the board, um, it's not really a surprise that the lineage, lineage and loyalty are held in high esteem, even less that others, even less that others might mistake them for pompous uh, nepotists. The Clan of Kings is what they're called. They say the truth. They are the architects of vampire society, the guardians of the masquerade. If you're not sure what the masquerade is, is the masquerade is um, masquerading as human um, so that they keep the vampire society hidden and keep it secret from everybody else because they don't want it to get out. Um, so it says, in these, these modern nights, they're the only thing to stand between the kindred and extinction. Knowing this, how can they not stick together to better weather the onslaught, to command the right to rule for everyone's betterment, and to swiftly deal with anyone to fall short of their exacting standards? Um, I didn't initially play the Ventry for this reason, but I mean, I'm kind of digging it, right? Like, I feel like I would be a good ruler. I'd be a nice, benevolent ruler. I wouldn't, you know, be a jerk or anything, but like, you just do what I say and everything will be fine, right? That's how it goes. So, um, but anyways, back to the point that I'm trying to make. The point that I'm trying to make is that I absolutely am enjoying the game so far. I'm digging the whole early 2005 the game has, although it's a little janky when compared to today's standards, but you have to remember it's like almost 20 years old. Um, So yeah, it's going to be a little bit janky, but it's fun nonetheless, and I enjoy it. Um, So hopefully you guys, if you you come uh, by my stream, you can check it out, you can watch me play it, and you can see just how much fun it is, and then maybe for yourself you can play it. So that is that um so i'm gonna go ahead and take a little break i'll be right back all right and i'm back thank you so much for that um so now what i want to talk about is a little bit about um I kind of wanted to do this on my YouTube channel, and I did a few videos. Um, I called it Creator Care, and I just wanted to kind of talk about um, being a you know content creator, wanting to be a streamer, wanting to do all these things. And 
I feel like, you know, that causes a lot of anxiety for people. Just the thought of it, just the thought of, you know, getting on. I mean, it, it does it for me. And I, by no means, excuse me, I was drinking. <laughs> um, I'm by no means a professional streamer. I'm not a professional YouTuber. I'm not any of those things. I would love to be, um, but I'm not yet. Uh, but I am working towards it. Um, but I just, I see a lot of people, or I, I know some friends, um, and then they, they want to do it. It's just they don't know how, uh, or they don't know, you know, they psych themselves out of it before they start. Um, so some tips that I want to give you, if you're ever thinking about even doing a podcast, um, doing any kind of, you know, streaming, content creation, whatever that may be, um, the first tip that I want to give, and this is something that I've had to remind myself lately, is that you just have to remember, like, who you're doing this for, like, who, like, why, what's the motivation? Um, yes, of course, everybody wants to be able to do this full time and make money off of it, but that, you know, let's be realistic. That's not going to be possible for everyone so you just have to do it for the love of doing it um or or you know it's going to eat you up um you can't do it i'm not gonna say you can't do it um just simply to make money i mean i guess you could um but the thing that i'm realizing is that i'm not doing this just to you know play a video game on camera and have people come watch me play a video game. Initially, yes, that's possibly probably what it is. It's like I just want to play a video game. But over time, the video game um, kind of becomes a backdrop. You know, it just kind of falls away, and it all becomes about your relationships with the people that come to spend several hours of you, um, several <laughs> several hours with you, um, while you play a game. You know that you enjoy, or that you just you know. Um, you know, do something else that you're passionate about, like maybe do some art, um, do some music, you know, whatever, um, you know, but eventually over time, like whatever is the action that you're doing on stream, um, becomes, you know, not necessarily as important as it was at the beginning, because you kind of need that hook just to get people there. But once they're there, um, not everybody, obviously, uh, but a lot of people that you will build relationships with, um, they'll stay for you, not for what you're doing. Um, so it's really important that you kind of keep that in mind if you go into this, that the content that you create is for, you know, building those relationships. Um, and that's kind of the important part. At least this is how I'm, I'm focusing it or I'm trying to focus it. Um, and then, you know, you can't, my next kind of tip that I've kind of had to learn for myself is you can't compare yourself to everyone else. I don't have the same skill set as somebody else. Um, that doesn't mean that my success is going to be as quick as maybe theirs was. Um, but if I keep at it and I'm persistent, oh my gosh, what is going on? Excuse me. Um... If you keep at it and you're persistent, then, you know, your hard work will pay off. You know, everybody will get there eventually. Um, But you just can't say, oh, I'm not getting it as fast as this person. Or I don't have as many, you know, numbers as this person. Um, So that will drive you crazy. That will absolutely drive you crazy. And you've got to trust in yourself that you're doing what's right for you. um, Because... If you don't, it's not, it's just not going to work. 
you're gonna just make yourself miserable trying and you're in the content that you put out is gonna be you know seeping with that misery and that those feelings and you're just people are just it's just not gonna be a good um recipe for anything <laughs> it's gonna be bad um and again all this is just my opinion this is my experience um but if anybody finds any of this helpful i really think that's great and i do hope um that you kind of take it to heart um, because everybody everything that we all create is beautiful and it has its place you know it may not even be the place that we originally thought it was going to be it could be somewhere completely different but it can may resonate with a whole group of people that we you know we weren't expecting um so just keep that in mind just keep that in mind that what you do means something and it matters even if you think it's garbage you know it matters um and you know those early pieces of content that you create keep them and refer back to them because as you do it more you'll get better you'll learn you know different tricks you know you'll you'll be able to edit better you know what have you but you can always look back at those and just see how far that you've grown um, and give yourself some credit for that um, but if you don't ever press replay or press record or, or go live or any of that then you are never going to be able to grow you're always going to be stuck in that place which you're at um so i believe in you i believe in everyone um i believe that you can do it and i just want you to believe that you can do it too so all right well that is going to have uh, excuse me <laughs> that is going to wrap up episode two um the next episode will probably be out next Sunday. Um, well, it will be out next Sunday because I made a commitment and a goal to have an episode every Sunday. Um, what is next Sunday? Let me look. Um, as of recording, next Sunday is June 11th, 2022. So probably the 11th, um, probably 18th, or maybe the last podcast of the month, the 25th. Um, I'm going to look at a indie game. I'm going to play it for one hour, and I'm going to give you my honest opinion of it. I don't have the game picked out yet, but this is an aw- an awesome idea that was given to me by one of my friends. So I think that I'm going to take it and run with it. Um, so we'll start doing those reviews. The last podcast of every month will be like indie game review, uh, my thoughts on it, etc., etc. Um, the next thing that we can talk about will be a surprise i don't know i haven't come up with it yet but anyways i'm gonna go ahead and sign off thank you guys for listening so much i appreciate it i appreciate y'all so much more i say it all the time i couldn't do anything without you um i know it sounds kind of cliche and it sounds kind of sounds you know it could possibly sound like i overdo it but i just want you guys to know how important you are and really feel it so thank you for listening to the majestical podcast remember to always be majestical and i will talk to you guys again soon um if you want to follow me on my socials it's drum.io slash kinjeric um pretty much kinjeric on everything so just search for me if you can't find it so thanks for listening and i will talk to you all again real soon have a great week oh and happy pride again bye Well, hello there, everybody, and welcome 
to the second episode of the Majestical Podcast with me, Ken Jarek. Yes, the one and only. Can you believe it's the second episode? We gotta celebrate those small victories, right? Especially in today's world where it seems like, you know, they're fewer and fewer between. Um, also, I just want to say happy Pride. Happy Pride Month, everybody. June is officially the Pride Month. And as of today, it is June 4th, 2022. And my birthday is in five days. And I will be a ripe young age of 42. Can you believe it? 42. Like, I normally say, like, 29 or 21, just as a joke. But this year, I thought I would actually celebrate the fact that I've made it 42 years. Because not everybody gets that. You know, some people don't make it that long. So I need to learn to celebrate that and to rejoice in the fact that I am getting old. But hey, lots of perks come with being old, right? Speaking of getting old, that really takes us into a good segue um, for kind of what this episode is going to be about. Um, If you watch me on my live streams, um, which I stream on Facebook Gaming every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday from 7 to 8-ish... Um, to about 10 uh, p.m. Central Standard Time. Um, I'm trying to get more consistent with that and get a better time frame where I can spend more time on there with you guys being live. But right now, life is crazy. You know, school just started back for me. I'm in graduate school. Um, I've got a lot of personal things going on with family. Um, So I'm not able to dedicate as much time as I want to that. But I will get there one day. Um, You just got to keep going, you know, day by day. Just do what you can. Um, Anyways, but what I was saying is if you've been coming to my live streams, um, if you stopped by, and please, I hope that you do stop by and say hi. I really enjoy it. I really enjoy seeing everybody um, and getting getting to interact with you and making some new friends. Um, But if you've been coming by, um, you've noticed that I have been playing Vampire the Masquerade Bloodlines. Now, this game is a cult classic, right? Like... I mean, even today, this game came out in 2004, but even today, this game is brought up um, for its storytelling, um, for just being a great, you know, like RPG um, set in the world of um, White Wolf's role-playing game, Vampire the Masquerade. Um, But if you're not familiar with the game, let me tell you a little bit about it. Um, I am reading this straight from the Wikipedia, so don't judge me, please. (laughs) But... Vampire the Masquerade Bloodlines is a 2004 action role-playing video game developed by Troika Games and published by Activision, boo, anyways, for Microsoft Windows. Set in White Wolf's publishing's World of Darkness, the game is based on White Wolf's role-playing game, Vampire the Masquerade, and follows a human who is killed and revived as a fledgling vampire. The game depicts the fledgling's journey through the early 21st century Los Angeles, to uncover the truth behind a recently discovered relic that heralds the end of all vampires. Um, Now, that is just a brief synopsis of the game. The game has some incredible um, main story quests, obviously, but side quests, very unforgettable NPCs. Now, I don't think that I'm that far into the game, um, but I just finished um, the... Um, interaction with Jeanette and Therese and if you're not sure Jeanette is the one that's used for marketing it's the girl with the pigtails that's Jeanette Um, and let me tell you that story will blow your mind it's very interesting 
Um, it's it's got a twist that I did not see coming. Although I did kind of suspect a little bit, um, but I thought no, it couldn't possibly be. But anyways, uh, but yeah. So I can actually say that you know so far what I've experienced in the game has been very fun, and I can see why this game is a cult classic. Like I never played it. I remember when this game came out, but I don't remember much about it. I didn't play video games a lot. Um, it's weird. Like I grew up on them, and then probably high school, I got I dropped out of them. Like I had a Nintendo sixty four, I think, but I didn't really play many video games. And the only reason I mainly had the Nintendo sixty four was for Zelda because I love Zelda. Zelda's amazing, um, and I will fight you on that. So don't come at me. Um. So yes, so and then, uh, but again, like I said, to get to the point that I was trying to make, this game—I remember when this game came out. But what I've been reading here, this game was considered a failure because it only sold seventy-two thousand copies, um, and it did come out um, at the same time as Half-Life Two. Half-Life Two, I'm sorry, um, and a very competitive time for gaming. There was lots of other games that had been released, and it just kind of. Um, fell by the wayside and despite its generally favorable reviews um, Bloodlines only made uh, 3.4 million dollars in sales um, below Troika's other games Arcanum of Seamworks and Magic Obscura they sold 8 point, they made 8.8 million dollars um, and 234,000 units of that game was sold uh, The Temple of Elemental Evil made 5.2 million so in comparison Bloodlines release um, was pretty much a failure and it contributed to the demise of Troika Games because shortly after this game came out the um, the studio could not secure any more contracts or any more games to develop so they ended up closing um, in February of 2005 it looks like um, so and that was it that was pretty much the end of um, Vampire the Masquerade Bloodlines as far as video games are concerned um, now it did live on you know like I said it was a cult classic um, it did live on it did have some unofficial patches some fan made content um, you know they've kind of kept the game updated um, you can actually download um, HD you know texture packs you can download different models for the characters um, but it's really um been kept alive from the fan base the population um now there is a sequel in development um vampire the masquerade bloodlines 2 um but i was looking into that because i knew that game had been delayed um and as i was looking at it the last thing that was posted on their official bloodlines 2 website is from february 23rd 2021 um and it's basically says that um, they've made the hard decision that Hard Suit Labs will no longer be leading the development of Bloodlines 2, which also means that we will not be releasing in 2021 um, as previously planned. Since we cannot at this time communicate a new release date, we've also decided to stop accepting pre-orders for the time being because they had already started accepting pre-orders for Bloodlines 2. Um, but, I mean, that's 
I can respect that business decision because it doesn't look like it's being a cash grab. Like they could have left the the, the pre-orders up and just raked in the money, you know. So I I respect that decision on their part. Um, so that's good. Um, and it just says like you know they're thankful for the continuous support throughout the game's development and that they understand how important this is to you. And we'd love to share this more with you as soon as we can. Um, so. Yes, definitely, definitely excited about Bloodlines 2. I still have to finish Bloodlines 1, but hopefully by the time I finish it, Bloodlines 2 will not be too far behind. Um, And if you are familiar at all with Bloodlines, um, you know that there's different clans of vampires or kindred as they're called in the game. I personally play and playing a Ventru on my first playthrough, and they're basically like the establishment. Um, You know, they're the ones that... Um, kind of are the upper crust, so to speak. Um, you know, they're they're in, you know in politics, they're in you know all the businesses. Um, you know, they pave the way for prosperous futures for their clans and make enemies of residents who who prefer the way things used to be. So you know, they are definitely. Um, they have the blood of rulers, and, it, and it's learned in the veins of the Ventru since time in, uh, immemorial. Be they high priests, emperors, investment bankers, or chairman of the board, um, it's not really a surprise that the lineage, lineage and loyalty are held in high esteem, even less that others, even less that others might mistake them for pompous uh, nepotists. The Clan of Kings is what they're called. They say the truth. They are the architects of vampire society, the guardians of the masquerade. If you're not sure what the masquerade is, is the masquerade is um, masquerading as human um, so that they keep the vampire society hidden and keep it secret from everybody else because they don't want it to get out. Um, so it says, in these, these modern nights, they're the only thing to stand between the kindred and extinction. Knowing this, how can they not stick together to better weather the onslaught, to command the right to rule for everyone's betterment, and to swiftly deal with anyone to fall short of their exacting standards? Um, I didn't initially play the Ventru for this reason, but I mean, I'm kind of digging it, right? Like, I feel like I would be a good ruler. I'd be a nice, benevolent ruler. I wouldn't, you know, be a jerk or anything, but like, you just do what I say and everything will be fine, right? That's how it goes. So, um, but anyways, back to the point that I'm trying to make. The point that I'm trying to make is that I absolutely am enjoying the game so far. I'm digging the whole early 2005 the game has, although it's a little janky when compared to today's standards, but you have to remember it's like almost 20 years old. Um, So yeah, it's going to be a little bit janky, but it's fun nonetheless, and I enjoy it. Um, So hopefully you guys, if you you come uh, by my stream, you can check it out, you can watch me play it, and you can see just how much fun it is, and then maybe for yourself you can play it. So that is that um so i'm gonna go ahead and take a little break i'll be right back